Welcome to the Draft Deeper podcast. This is your host, Nathan Grubel. Joining me as always is my producer, Kevin Black. I also have a full house with me tonight. I, I, I don't think we've done a recording on Draft Deeper with, with four guys on the video cam at once, but we're, we're going to set a whole bunch of records, do some new things tonight because I'm not only joined by, uh, you guys know who they are, the Draft Act podcast, Corey Tullibar, Albert Gim. We're also joined by an incredibly special guest. You know him, the Through the Wire podcast, the Pee Wee to Plug YouTube channel, Mr. Know-It-All. Pierre is joining us tonight for a very special exercise. I'll go around the room and do a few introductions before we explain what we're doing on this podcast. I'll start with you, Pierre. What, what, what's going on, boss? Thank you sincerely for joining up with us on the podcast tonight. No, thank you for having me. Um, you know, I, I like to think of myself as I'm like a distant cousin of the No Ceilings, you know, establishment. So anytime any of you guys need me, I'm there. Um, if the time is is available. So I'm happy to be here, man. I'm a big fan. I feel good. I'm ready. I, for, and I also want to say we're doing this, this whole draft thing. I'm a very competitive dude. So I'm trying to come up with the best <laughs> team that would kick all of y'all teams asses. I'm just putting it out there. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm so glad you're, you're excited for this because I, I am too. I, I haven't done anything quite like this on the podcast feed yet. So like I said, it's a podcast at first, but, but, Corey, what's going on, man? How you doing? Man, I am uh, stoked to be here. I feel like I haven't recorded in a minute since we got back from uh, Summer League, which was just a, a crazy dope experience because, you know, the ceilings crew uh, got together for the first time for the most part. Uh, and, you know, we got to meet up with uh, our guy P as well yes, we in, in person for the first time. So I'm, I'm stoked that uh, we can all get together again and, and get a little group huddle like we did in the uh, hallway of the Thomas and Mack Center and chop it up about some NBA. Yeah, we're going to be chopping it up about a lot of NBA with what we're doing tonight. Albert, you 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 excited for, for what we're doing tonight? How you doing, boss? No, I'm, I'm very excited. I feel like I almost don't belong because usually you have like superstars on your pod all the time. So uh, little known me and... Uh, you know, I'm on this pod right now, so I feel fantastic, but it feels great. Um, this is a cool experience. I've never seen so much of Corey's uh, apartment before because he's got his <laughs> new computer now and um, it's a new camera angle. I'm just like, damn, how sick. So shout out to uh, DJ Lou, my father-in-law, who told me to treat my new iMac like uh, it fell off the back of a truck. So shout out to uh, DJ Lou. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. stolen stolen goods are always the best so no um, one said but, stolen hey, albert uh, that's true that's true found, found no one good. said the, that word <laughs> found is good found is good oh uh, this podcast is already off the rails i'm expecting it to go further off the rails because we're we're sort of dipping into a, a little bit of a distant draft exercise tonight but we're also getting into mainly some, some NBA talk. And that's another reason why I wanted to have Pierre on for this. I told him, I ran the idea by him weeks ago and he's like, hell yeah, man, let's, let's get this done. So something new that I'm doing is I want to do a top 25 under 25 draft in the NBA. So really we're talking about players 24 years of age or younger, because we put the, the under 25 disclaimer on there. Essentially how this is going to work is, I came up with a draft order. We're all going to go around the room. We're going to pick players 
as we go, we're going to build our teams to whichever criteria we want. Pierre's already said that he wants to build a team that's going to kick all of our asses. I'm, I can't wait to see where he goes. And he's got a good shot to do it because he's going to have the number one pick overall in this draft. But what I wanted to do to make it really easy for everybody to have all the player choices in front of them so that we don't got to be scrambling around and trying to figure out where we're going next I asked everybody, myself included, to put together their own top 2,525 rankings. I did a composite ranking off of that, similar to what we do in No Ceilings for the NBA draft classes. And we're going to be picking players out of that pool. So there's going to be a number of honorable mentions. I don't want anybody listening to this podcast to get upset if we did not choose or talk about your favorite player. There's, there are way too many good young players in the NBA. Like the talent pool across the whole league is absolutely freaking ridiculous. But we have a pool of technically 27 players because there were three guys tied for 25th place. So I'm going to be really excited to see who Pierre picks at the very end. He's going to actually have a choice of three players. He won't just get stuck with one at the very end. So that that will be really exciting to see. But essentially the draft order for tonight is going to be Pierre's going to lead it off. Then Albert's going to be making the second pick. Corey's get the third pick. I've got the fourth pick and then we'll keep going in that order, not making it too complicated. We're not sneaking around and doing anything like that. But before we get into the draft, Pierre, I I will start with you since you will be picking first, but I want to just go around the room and I want to ask you guys just how or, and really why did you come up with the player rankings that you did for this exercise? Cause I didn't, I didn't give any specific criteria. I didn't tell you guys to put your list together in any specific way. Everybody can have different philosophies based on what they're looking for in an exercise like this. How did you go about ranking the players that you did Pierre? Well, I started with the mindset of not overthinking it because um, number one, I'll just be honest. I was trying to get you to list by, you know, the time that you asked, you know, to be, polite and, and, and to not be uh, <laughs> anybody that's holding up anything and I was like I'm gonna wait to the last minute because it doesn't give me a, a chance to really think it through I just wanted to throw it together but because I took so long when I was typing it I saw all of y'all lists as well and when I saw it at the top was kind of like when I was doing it I was seeing that me and Corey was having the same type of thing so I was trying to then purposely make it different in some sort and then to make it different, I was just kind of like, you know, I'm just going with guys that I like. Like, I saw a lot of y'all had Zion top five. He ain't played a while for me. So I'm like, I'm going to be the guy that don't have him top five. I love Brandon Ingram, so I'm boosting him up. He's going to be top five. And then I tried to make, do things that made sense. So Tyrese Maxey was on the list. And I thought to myself, what does Tyrese Maxey do that Jordan Poole or Anthony Simons hasn't or can't do? So then it made me be like, oh, my gosh, now they have to make my list. And then y'all had rookies like Paulo and Chet. And I was like, I'm not going to have them so I can be the only guy that doesn't have. So I was just trying to be different. I tried to have guys that I like. And then I tried to gauge where certain people was. So there was a moment where I'm not going to lie. I forgot about Jared Allen. So I was doing my list and I had to start all the way back over. Like, oh, how did I forget this dude was an all star? He deserves to be over here. He has to be there. And then it kind of all fell into place. So. Nothing too serious because at the end of the day, I think so many of these guys are interchangeable. Even if yep. I really tried to make an accurate list uh, with stats and all of these things involved, it still wouldn't have been perfect. So I just want my heart. And then I just tried to make those guys, you know, 
fall into where I think they belong. Nothing, nothing crazy. Oh, at the end of the day, this, this exercise is, is highly subjective and there, there's really nothing too much that we can throw in here as far as objectivity, apart from just referencing the raw numbers and throwing out any statistics that we want as they are. But this is an incredibly subjective exercise. I actually don't blame you about the rookie part one bit, Pierre. And I did rank both Paolo and Chet part of my rankings, but I kept them pretty much towards the bottom on my rankings because they technically haven't played in an NBA game yet. And I, part of my philosophy was I wanted to reward guys who have been there, who have produced mm-hmm. at the highest level if possible, and guys who I know are as proven commodities in the league as possible before I got into some of the other younger guys like last year's rookie class or this year's rookie class. So that did factor into mine as well. Albert, how did you go about ranking players the way that you did? Um, I, I think I was pretty similar to Pierre's philosophy. It's just, um, I just went with guys like the way that I factor is guys that are good now, but also where I think they're going to end up and how good they're going to be. Um, I had Cade really, really high because I think Cade's going to be ridiculous. Um, I've been watching a lot of Cade recently and the looks that he gets for his guys is just ridiculous. So I was a little bit higher on him than others. Um, but yeah, man, I just went line by line and I was like, all right, I think he's better than him. So let me keep going. And he's better. So I just went line by line and I just compared guys and I was like, who would I rather have of these two? And I just kept going. And obviously my list looks a little weirder. Um, actually, no, I think all of our lists are pretty unique, but um, something that you said to me, Nate, before we started recording is that Corey and you were like, Hey, did you and Corey know that De'Aaron Fox was available? And I was like, hell yeah, I did. I absolutely <laughs> did. And he ended up not on my list. So um, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I just went line by line and just compared guys. And I was pretty happy with where I ended up. Or anything, anything different that that stuck out to you about how you went about your rankings or any specific criteria you wanted to call out? Yeah, I, I mean, for me personally, I had a, a hard time. Like there are certain guys that I'm not really a big fan of. If I was a GM, I would probably shy away from trying to build around them. However, for certain guys their production is also something you can't put into question. So I was trying to take my own personal biases out of the list that I was creating and just be like, sometimes these players, like I might not take them out of this list in the top 10, but their talent is undeniable. They're a top 10 talent. I can't, I'm not trying to win, you know, the, the Dave Chappelle hater of the year award here. So, um, so so I had to do a little bit of self-introspection there. Uh, with the young guys, for me, a lot of it was like projection forward. What do I think they're going to do this year? Mm-hmm. Like Anthony Edwards, if you would have created this list before last season started, he would have ended up a lot lower than he is now. Um, but if you were projecting him forward and not just basing it off his rookie year production, right, he, he probably would have ended up a lot closer to where he is versus where he probably would have, have been. So I tried to do the same thing with a guy like Jalen Green, who had such a strong end to the year, knowing, all right, that he might not have hit a certain level his rookie year, but based on how he finished, I think he's going to hit another level. So I tried to use a little bit of projection in there um, and then, you know, finish it off, just, just vibes, straight vibes, guys that I like. <laughs> <laughs> so similar, Pierre. I love that. And there, there are going to be a few players um, who, who we do draft tonight where there, there will be some fairly significant disparities between a few of them. But for the most part, I think we were all along similar lines of thinking of where we wanted these rankings to, to end up. I, I shouted out a few points of, of my philosophy and how I wanted to go about 
this exercise. So I won't, I won't waste any more time into that. Let's, let's get into the draft. Let's talk about some of these guys, Pierre, you got the first pick, man. I, I, I don't expect this draft to go off the rails within the first few picks. I think eventually it will, it will get there, but by, by our rankings, I don't think you're going to shock us with this first pick, but nevertheless, who are you taking? So I'm not going to shock you, but I wanted to. Um, one of my best friends in the whole wide world and is the guy who taught me basketball, my dad, and he called me before we did this. And I told him that I had to do this, and he was super excited. And I told him I was going to throw you all the curveball. Um, but he kind of talked me out of it. So I'm going to go Luca. I had another name that I, was really going to be a curveball as far as number one pick. But I'm going to go Luca. I'm going to just play it safe. Luca is going to be my first pick for obvious reasons. Um, I kind of thought about this the entire day because I love Luca, but I understand that there's things that come with Luca. Like the only thing we've seen so far is the, um, you know, it's the heliocentric, but I call it the James Harden where you pound, 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 and four guys around you watch. And that's not always been my, my favorite type of offense. So, you know, I'm gonna take Luca. I'm I, I use my GM hat a little too much, but I'm not gonna overthink it this time. I'm gonna just take Luca, and we're gonna we're gonna. I don't think anybody that. else Luka on our team was uh, was overthinking it either, because we all we all had him ranked number one. So that's why I really didn't think there were going to be any surprises. Yeah, I mean, in terms of proven production as well as playoff performance, there are really two guys that can stand out near the top of this exercise. But Luca, Luca's on pace to have having you know one of the best postseason averages for his career that that could possibly ever be had. I mean, these last two years in the playoffs, he's, he's been absolutely spectacular and ridiculous. So I, I don't expect that to change in the future. I expect him to keep the Dallas Mavericks in, 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 in a con- very wide open contention window. So that's why I would agree with you. I would have Luca number one, and I don't think there's too much of an argument, but who knows, maybe if the guy who you wanted to go with is such a ridiculous curveball. Maybe you'll get him when it swings back around you. I think I will. I, I, I definitely don't think any of you guys are about to pick him. Well, you be, better not disappoint them. We better hear his name called at, at pick number five. But So, Albert, you're up next, bud. Luka Doncic is off the board. Where are you going at number two? Cool. Uh, I'm building my team around youth. I want the youngest guys possible, and I think that this guy's an absolute stud. He was third on my board with the second pick in our uh what what is the draft called the fake ass draft i don't know uh i'm taking um <laughs> dude Corey. i can't stop thinking about the player haters club now all i'm thinking about is like <laughs> he's got dolphin teeth um, is what i'm thinking about it but anyway here we go uh i'm gonna take anthony edwards with the second pick here. wow okay he's, anthony uh, he's tw- edwards. yeah he's 20 years old he's an absolute stud um on my team he's not playing with cat or rudy gobert he's gonna play on a very fun free-flowing team so i'm taking anthony edwards with the second pick that's really interesting you would take ant over another wing player who i would have thought based on our rankings would go number two, but what, what gives you so much confidence in Anthony Edwards at having him number two here, Albert, what, what, what kind of player do you truly think he's going to be within the next few years in the NBA? Like, do you think he's can be like an MVP caliber player and really be the difference maker in the second round of the playoffs? Do you, do you think he's going to continue down the path of multi-time also? Like where do you see Anthony Edwards no. ending up over the next few years? No, for me, I just look at the combination of tools, talent, youth, and personality. He feels like an absolute alpha. Um, unafraid of anything, has an unbelievable charismatic 
uh, personality to him. I think he can easily lead a team and do all kinds of great things. He's 20 years old. Um, so, yeah, when I look at Anthony Edwards, I see him as a guy who could eventually one day even be an MVP in this league. Not, I'm, I'm not saying it definitely will happen, but I think he has those types of tools and talent. And uh, I'm trying to build my team to be really young. I'm trying to look long term. So I took Anthony Edwards here. Um, obviously, I was thinking about Jason Tatum, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's the New York in me. I didn't really want to grab the Boston guy. So I went Anthony Edwards. Go Yankees. So, Corey, you have an opportunity to take that Boston guy who did rank second pretty much across our respective boards. Are you going to go his direction or are you going in a different direction? You know, I am from New York, too. So, um, no, you know, this is actually uh, tougher for me than it would appear. And I was hoping that Albert was going to make it easy on me because the gap between my second and third player was not very wide at all. And I am going to take Jason Tatum because he just had a tremendous playoff run, took Boston to the finals, uh, certainly not by himself. That, that was a team effort. Jalen Brown was tremendous there. But um, I think his two-way versatility is what is the difference maker for me versus the guy who I've very heavily over the last few minutes have thought about taking while Albert was, you know, talking about his first pick. But I am going to take Tatum because he's a guy that is still so young, has gotten better every year. His playmaking took a leap this year. And uh, I don't think that he's done growing as a player. So Jason Tatum, not going to overthink this. Yeah, I mean, if we're drafting near the top, you you have to be thinking about taking guys who can definitely be the number one option on a championship level team. And we literally just saw Jason Tatum at, at what, what we think right now is the peak of his powers. But as Corey pointed out, he's, he's still technically not done developing as a player. He could become even better. And really, in my opinion, I think he just burned out a little bit at, at the very end of that finals run. But he he took multiple significant strides in his production all the way through the playoffs this year. And, and I, I agree with him. I, I think there's no reason to believe that he can't still continue to get better in his career. So I think Tatum was a very easy pick there at number three. I have the fourth pick. By our rankings, right, we had somebody else that I'm not going to take in this spot. We did not have Zion Williamson as the fourth guy in our rankings, but I actually did. I'm going to take Zion Williamson here with with the fourth pick. And I understand if you did knock him down your rankings because of the injury concerns that he's had, just the overall physical, can he actually stay in shape and play the majority of an NBA season and play deep into the playoffs? I understand all those concerns, but at the end of the day, the talent level, the talent that he actually brings to the table when he's on the floor, he's a 27 points per game player. The last time we saw him for a full year shooting uh, 61% from the field. One of the most dominant paint scores we have in the entire NBA point Zion was a phenomenon that was taking over the league by storm. His talent level is just far too much for me to ignore, even though I wouldn't, if somebody wanted to take John Morant in this spot, I'm expecting to hear his name called pretty soon. I would not fault anyone for taking Ja over Zion, but for me, it comes down to personal preference. And I still fully buy in on the fact that I, I think Zion should have been the number one pick in that draft. I still believe that when he's on the court, he's incredible. I think he's going to come back this year and show us who he really is and why he deserved to be the number one pick in that draft. So I'm going Zion number four. Pierre, you're number five, man. Are, are you Are you about to shock the world with this pick or what? 
I don't know if it's a it's a, a shock the world, but I'm definitely not taking Ja. <laughs> um, I'm definitely not taking Trey. Um, you know, right before we did this, I had some Penny Hardaways come in the mail. That's my that's my guy. So I like size. So Luca is going to be. He's going to be my my point guard. So I'm I'm not looking at Garland or any of those guys. They're they're done. They won't be on my team. Not not in this draft. Uh, with the fifth pick, I'm taking Brandon Ingram, the guy I was going to take there at number is. one to shock the world. Um, this you is gotta, a guy you got to like. tell me why you would have taken a number one, man. That's that that's a little high for me. I think I can mm-hmm. probably understand why, but but explain that one out. Just because I think he's better than a lot of people project. I'm not here to say anybody's sleeping on Brandon Ingram. I think everybody knows he's good. I just don't think the people know how good he is. And I'm a believer that Jason Jason Tatum is not that far from Brandon Ingram. I know everybody's still on cloud nine because the Celtics went on a run. But I think if Brandon Ingram is on the Celtics, don't shit change. That's just my personal opinion, um, to be honest with you. And I'm taking, I'm taking Brandon Ingram, man. Guy that can give me a bucket with Luka, take some pressure off of Luka. A smart guy, size defensively, um, and hopefully we can put put the rest of the pieces around these two. But I, I feel good knowing I have both of these guys on the floor for me going into any game on any given night. I love it. I I, I love the confidence. I love the boldness. I mean, Brandon Ingram uh, on our respective rankings for our composite, he was six, so really not that far off from five. There's just one name though that he was behind that I'm curious if Albert's going to go in that direction or where he'd go. I mean, he, he already shocked me with taking Anthony Edwards. Yes. Two. I, I never yes. know what to expect from, from Albert garbage time game. So Albert, where are you going buddy with the six pick? Yeah. I, I personally don't like it when people think that they know me. So uh, I'm going <laughs> to, is that something that everybody knows about you that they don't actually know you? <laughs> there you go. No one knows anything about me. Here we go. Uh, next pick of the draft. Easy choice for me. He's the obvious choice here because I like Pierre, I like guys with size. I like jumbo guys. I like guys who can dribble, pass and shoot. So with the sixth pick, I'm taking Cade Cunningham and a pair him with Anthony Edwards. And I'm going to have a lot of fun having two 20 year olds lead the future of my franchise. So here we go. Cade Cunningham at number six. That's that's a little rich for my blood, given how I, I went about doing this exercise. Because I just I, I wanted to value proven production over the younger guys. But if yeah. if we're just doing this exercise based on pure upside, right? Yeah. I did have Kate Cunningham in a tier one, a top tier, an MVP caliber tier when I ranked him for his respective draft, and I still feel the same way about him today. So if if that's what we're going off of. I don't think you're crazy for doing that, Albert. I, again, I love the boldness of the pick. Nate, really quickly. So for me, the reason why I'm so high on Cade is because I actually watched a ton of Cade in the last week. And I'm telling you that Detroit team was not fun. And I think he put up like 17, five and five or something in his rookie year. And he, he consistently got his teammates really, really good looks on top of all the stuff that he can do with his handle and with the shot. I think he's only going to become a better shooter as time goes on, but his playmaking and just the quality of looks that he's getting for his teammates was unbelievable. And I feel like 
pairing him with Anthony Edwards, like I think those two guys, both offensively and defensively, are going to be able to grow a ton and become absolute monsters in a couple of years. So I'm obviously betting on youth here and betting on growth and potential, but I also think like what they offer right now is pretty insane too. So I'm trying to balance too. Obviously it feels like I'm leaning way more towards potential, but I saw a lot with Cade last year that just didn't show up on the stat sheet because the team wasn't any good. So um, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Listen, man, Anthony Edwards already took the mantle, in my opinion, from Carl Anthony Towns as being the best player on that Timberwolves team. Mm. And Cade Cunningham showed plenty of promise. I'm wow. glad you I'm glad you pointed out the, the defense with Cade, because that was also one of the things that really intrigued me with his evaluation coming right. out of college. And I still think as he grows into his body, that's going to become an even more noticeable part about his game. So I love it, man. I, I, I love the boldness. Now, Corey, will, will you dare to be as bold? as the two guys who drafted ahead of you, or are you going quote unquote chalk with the seventh pick? Where are you going? Uh, I will, I will not be bold uh, as, <laughs> as my friends have before me. I, I was actually going to take thinking very, very deeply about taking this player with the third pick. So I'm glad that, um, or, you know, I, I went with, with uh, my first choice. I'm going to take Ja here. And okay. I think Ja Morant, Jason Tatum is two dynamic scorers. Um, the playmaking there, I think, really, really strong. I want to keep up with the Chappelle Show player hater ball uh, movement because Jaws' dad, that's what he looked like on draft night with his draft night suit. Yeah. And um, I, look, I, I think Ja, I, I am nervous long-term about the injuries. You know, I think when, when you're a leaper like that, it's hard to stay completely healthy. He's had some health concerns throughout his career, but when he's on the floor, he's unbelievably impactful. He's not afraid of any player, or any team in the league. Um, there's an argument to be made that if, you know, he stayed healthy in the playoffs, that the warrior, uh, that the, the Grizzlies who know how far that they actually go. Um, I think that Ja potentially could, you know, win or be in the conversation for an MVP award. I would uh, agree especially with that. if the Grizzlies take a, a step forward as a team next year and end up as a, a top two seed. So I'm just going to take the guy who I was thinking heavily of taking him with my first pick, and I'm going to take the value getting him with my second pick. He was getting some of that MVP buzz last year, man. He was getting Kendrick Perkins to, to yell on TV every day, come over to the dark side. Let's let's get Joss some, some MVP love. So he was already getting some of that, and I would agree with you. I think he can get even more heading into next year. That, that That's who I would have went with with that pick, and I would have taken Ja even higher. He's one of my favorite players to watch in the NBA. I believe in all the talent. He's His game is very mature, well beyond his years. He can create for himself, can create for others. Yeah, he's just one of those floor generals that you want to have on your team. And pairing him with Jason Tatum, Corey, Corey already has a very scary team. I think everybody's got a good squad so far. I'm up with the eighth pick. I'm going to take Shea Gilgis-Alexander here. And I understand at, at some point – at yeah. some point, I'm going to need to uh, put some defense on this team, given how Zion and Shea have played on that end at this point in their careers. But I'm going to still bet on the offensive talent. Big, long, strong guard. Arguably one of the better three-level scorers that we have in the NBA right now. I think that goes very unmentioned somehow in, in the public space. People don't talk about how good of a player that Shea is, unless you're, you're either that well-plugged into the NBA or that much of a Thunder fan. He goes under the radar a little bit, but I do think he's one of the most complete guards that we have in the league. And 
I need a floor general. I need somebody who can take offensive pressure off of Zion. I'm going to go with SGA here. And I, I, I think that's a, that's a good value pick. I could have went in a few different directions, but I promise at some point I'm going to draft defense, but the, the, I still wanted to get some of the offensive upside here with Shea. So Pierre, you're back on the clock at number nine. Where are you going, buddy? It's getting tough. It's getting tough now. Um, definitely two guys who I wanted to pair with Luca in the backcourt are off the board with Cade and Shea. Um, so you guys is making it tough for me. Speaking of defense, I know my team is going to need some despite the length. So I'm going to go with a guy that is yearly in the conversation. And a lot of Miami Heat fans are often disappointed when he's not, you know, in the top three for defensive player of the year. I'm going to go Bam out of bio with this pick just because I love what he can do with his playmaking at the position. And then I, I need somebody who's intelligent to be the back line of my defense with Luca out there. So I'm, I'm going to take Bam, not not the pick in my brain that, that I had going throughout this this whole process, but here he is on the board. So I'm going to take Bam. I'm going I'm, I'm to take Bam. I'm going to throw a wrinkle into this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a grenade in real quick. And, and we'll see, but, you know, Nathan, you can be the, the final say here. With a birthday of July 18th, 1997, Bam Adebayo is now officially 25 years old. Wow. Oh, I love I love that. That means I can't draft him so that I can go somewhere else. That's perfect. Oh, oh my goodness. When we oh started this exercise, when you sent us the list, he was 24, he was 24 years, years, old. years old. Wow. He no longer oh is. Goodness. Thank you. So now I'm just going <laughs> to I'm going to go in a different direction. All right, fine. So now there's two guys at the end of the draft who, who, yeah. who Pierre will eventually have to choose from. That's fine. I'm fine eliminating Bam from the race. So now you got to go a different direction, Pierre. I'm going Evan Mobley. Damn it. Let's go. Oh, Corey. Great pick. Great pick. Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> now, now you made Pierre take Albert's guy, Corey. Come on. You're uh, the, yeah, and I, I was up I was here throwing sh- a grenade. I was struggling like the entire <laughs> time y'all was making y'all picks. I'm like, damn. Am I taking Bam? If he's other, I'm taking Evan. I really wanted to take Evan, but I'm like, I'll go proven. But boom, I got Evan Mobley from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, everything I said for Bam, I will project for this guy. Except when he comes the first day of training camp, when he comes and plays for my team, we're going to have him shooting threes. The mid-range okay. shot is nice, but I'm going to have him take one step back, and he's going to take some threes because Luca's going to give him those looks. So I'm asking to do some Maxi Kleber tight workouts to knock down some of those perimeter threes i am uh well i was already frightened even with bam but now i'm, I'm even more so frightened with just the level of passing that's on pierre's mm-hmm. team he has he has luca he's got bi who's a very underrated creator for others he has evan mobley that was one of the best parts of his game coming out of the draft i am i'm terrified i'm absolutely terrified of that team but nevertheless <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna still we're going to keep building. Hopefully I will uh, make some interesting picks on a, on a swing back around. Speaking of making interesting picks, Albert seems like your guys now apparently off the board because your, your, your podcast co-host just had to do you dirty like that. But th- nevertheless, we keep, I out, mean, so. Albert has a guy. I know who he's about. Do, I, I does he have I a guy? Know. I think I know if Evan Mobley gave yeah. him that reaction, there's another yeah. guy that I was looking at as well that I think he's going to, that he, he has his eyes on. I'll see though. I'll see. So I was pissed because Evan Mobley would have been perfect on my squad because I'm going youth, you know, yeah. I'm going whatever. Okay, so my pick is Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Barnes is my guy. 
for me because Scotty Barnes is uh, very soon going to be winning some Defensive Player of the Year awards. Um, I'm just imagining high pick and roll with him and Cade, uh, him catching in the short roll and just doing all kinds of disgusting things. So uh, easy choice for me in taking Scotty Barnes. Like, guys, he had just an unbelievable rookie season. He's still 20 years old, uh, still along with all my philosophy and what I'm doing and building out the squad, and he's an absolute dog. Uh, so I have, in terms of alphas, I have Anthony Edwards and Scotty Barnes together, personality-wise. And then Cade is also that, like, quiet, calm leader. Mm-hmm. So I have a bunch of leadership on this team and youth and uh, guys who could do all kinds of things on the floor. So I'm excited. I got Scotty Barnes. What a pick. I would have loved for Scotty Barnes to, to fall to my team to give me just a, a little bit of defense somewhere. But now, now I'm probably going to have to make a reach of a pick if I want to put some more defense in there because some of the next guys we would have by our composite rankings, they're, they're not known as defensive players, get gifted in different ways on the offensive side of the ball, but not, not really bringing too much defense to the table. Now, the good news for Corey is he's, he's next up on the board. He does have a player in Jason Tatum who has grown leaps and bounds on the defensive side of the ball. He has somebody at that wing size who can go guard the other team's best perimeter player. So he doesn't have to be as concerned about defense, but I'm still curious where he goes with his next pick. Where are you going at number 11? Yeah, well, I, I will just say by, you know, being a, a, you know, a truth teller on this podcast, I fucked myself here out of some of the guys <laughs> I otherwise would have liked to, but oh, I yeah. want to play this straight up. See, this is tough because there are other point guards that I would probably take before the guy I'm about to select. Don't take my guy. Uh, wow. take my guy. But I already have one short or, you know, player that's on the shorter side. I'm not ready to take a big where I'm at. And I'm going to take a player that I think offers some uh, connectivity, can play on or off the ball. He's He's looked Uh, better on the ball after the trade. Holy cow. And play off the ball as well. He's long. He offers floor spacing for my guys. He's going to be okay. Make the right decisions make winning plays i'll take in tyrese halliburton there it is god damn it that was my next pick me too freaking hell okay uh, whatever i hate you Corey. great freaking so pick. if That's i was gonna take pick. another perimeter player that that is who i was gonna go with but now halliburton's off the board for me too so i'm listen i'm just upset as you guys are i i, I feel like I do have to go with a big man. I, I need to plug in another hole, somebody to, to, to man the paint. Or I could, in theory, play Zion as, as the small ball five and just live with the fact that I'm not really going to get a ton of great rim protection. I'm going to hope that I draft a few other guys who can contain people on the perimeter and not allow that penetration to get all the way to Zion. I can go that route. But no, I'm going to take a big man. I'm going to take John Jaden with this pick. And maybe it's just because I still believe heavily in the big man. I still think there's some offensive upside to be tapped into. I believe that the jump shot's going to come around. And defensively, he, he's a mobile guy. He absolutely loves switching out on the perimeter. He, he lives for it. He lives for those moments. That's the type of big man that I want to pair with Zion Williamson, somebody who I believe can play a little bit of the high-low game with him, but also not only act in the pick and roll and then dive to the rim, but also can hopefully act in the pick and pop as he continues to develop that jump shot, really offer a little bit more spacing from that big man spot, somebody like a Jared Allen, for example. And I could have also went the direction of Jaron Jackson. I want DeAndre Ayton's rebounding. 
um, which is not something that Jaron Jackson really brings to the table right now at this point in his NBA career. So I'm going with Aiton. So Pierre, it seems like every single player that was taken in the last three selections was somebody you wanted on your team. Yeah. Where are you going, man? Tyrese Halliburton was really the guy. Um, I even Googled what his catch and shoot three percentage was, which is like 43%. I thought that was going to go well with Luca. Corey's just um, screwing everybody over, isn't he? I, hey, I love it though. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It makes it's making us all work. Yeah. As far as catching shooting and something that I think is going to be needed with the type of guys that I have, is a little bit more spacing, but also defense. So I'm gonna take Jaron Jackson. We're gonna solidify that front court. Nice. Have him be able to space the floor for Luca, protect the rim as well with the shot blocking. The only thing is, yeah, him or Evan Mobley aren't necessarily the rebounding monsters, but somebody's going to have to rebound. So one of them are going to have a career year in rebounding for my team. So we're going to go Jaron Jackson. The, the Tyrese Halliburton pick really messed us up. I'm not going to lie. It really messed us up. You're going well, to you're gonna get a lot of Luca rebounds. Luca gets in there, you know. Yep. True. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Luca. Nine rebounds a game. We're not going for 12. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, so Jaron Jackson is is off the board. Interesting that I talked about him, and then he ends up going with the next pick. Albert, you guys don't really need a point guard. I, I I'm I'm a little surprised. I won't say I'm shocked, but I am a little surprised that Trey Young's still available on the board. Yes, Darius Garland is still on the board. These these smaller guards, they're not getting picked by us. Today's NBA just yeah. seems to be going towards the the jumbo playmakers, the big wings the forwards who can stretch the floor, have a little perimeter uh, skill in their game. That's, that's where we're all pushing. That's the draft philosophies. Everybody's peddling nowadays. And is that going to hold true with your pick, Albert? You go in the direction of the guards for 14, you go in somewhere else. So I'm actually going to take a smaller guy, um, but he's not really a point guard. Uh, he's more of a combo, uh, really good defensively played on a really good Philadelphia team last year, improved a ton as a shooter. Uh, I think he fits really well with the rest of my team. Cause I have playmaking in Cade and Scotty and, uh, um, Anthony Evans as well. I think he's going to be a guy who's going to be, um, point of attack on defense. Also be able to shoot the three. I think he shot four over 40% from three this season yes, and like 85, 85% from the line. So I'm taking Tyrese Maxey here. Um, I like the fit. I like, especially like the fit with my team. So um feel pretty good about that. So I'm taking Maxi. Great pick. I absolutely adore Tyrese Maxi. I was higher on him than, than anybody else. I had him as high as number 10 when I sat down and did this exercise. And really that's because, listen, I, I love the player who he is right now. I, I, I never could have imagined he'd be where he is right now as a shooter. And the fact that he's already made the number of leaps that he has in year two heading into year three, I truly don't know how much better he can get. Like he, he could still continue to go up multiple levels and really shock me as a player. So that's why I wanted to believe in him at that top 10 spot. I think he's going to be Philadelphia's second leading scorer this year. I'm, I'm in love with that pick Albert. I'm a little jealous that you made it, but nevertheless, we, we keep rolling Corey. Some of those names I talked about, they're still on the board. There's there's another jumbo playmaker still on the board. Where are you going? Uh, so I think it's at a certain point I have to take a big and we're running, you know, out of bigs on our list. So I took a connecting piece last year to go with my two high usage uh, scoring guards and wings and Tatum and um, and John Morant. 
I made Halliburton the connector. I'm going to take the center connector. Hasn't played an NBA game yet, Damn but it. he was the number one player on my board in this draft. Uh, he was the guy that I was most excited to see live in Vegas. I'm going to take Chet Holmgren. No, um, I think especially early on in his career, playing off of the team that I've assembled, you know, he could just knock down open shots, grab and go, keep the ball moving, catch lobs. He'll space the floor so Tatum and John Morant can get to the hoop. You could play five out with them. Uh, Chet Holmgren is going to be my big man. So Great pitch. I hate I, it here. I, I hate I, it. <laughs> I have no bad words to say about the Chet Holmgren pick. The, the way Chet Holmgren looked in that very first summer league game, if that's the player that core is going to get within a few years in the NBA, his, his team's going to be mighty, mighty scary. I, I will say that. So I, I don't fault the pick at all. It's my turn with pick 16. I'm going to stop the slide. I'm going to take Trey Young, even though this isn't the direction I envisioned myself taking in this exercise. Nevertheless, at 16, I just feel like I'm getting too much value here. He's somebody who can not only play on the ball, he can play off the ball. I think he's going to have we'll really see. good chemistry. We, we will see. DeJounte Murray, we're, we're really going <laughs> to see in Atlanta this year how he can mold his game around another ball-dominant guard. It, technically, we, we can ask that question in this exercise as well because I have Zion on the same team. I have SGA on the same team. Can Trey work with those guys? I, I am of the mindset I believe that he could. I think him and Zion could form one hell of a pick and roll combination as well as him and DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to go Trey Young here. I'm going to stop the slide. So Pierre, you're up at number 17. Who you got? I'm taking, I'm taking Lonzo Ball from UCLA. Uh, this is a stretch, but this guy fits what I need. Took my um, you know, I needed Tyrese Halliburton. So I'm taking Lonzo Ball, 42% from three catch and shoot wise. So he's going to pair real well with Luca. We had another passer. So we uh, another guard who rebounds as well. I think he averaged like five rebounds. Very, very close to the amount that Jaron Jackson averaged. So we got some guards that can rebound. And we had we now have a bunch of guys that no matter who gets the rebound, we can kind of get into our stuff. Luca can bring it. Lonzo can bring it. Ingram yep. can bring it. We can do stuff at the high post with Evan Mobley, backdoor. We got a lot that's that's going to be able to go on. And this is now my point of attack defender um, who's going to take the toughest assignment um, against against the other teams that we play. So Lonzo Ball, a little high. But again, we're, we're looking at, at best fit instead of best player available. So um, not the not the ball brother who pr people probably thought would have gone first, but the one that makes most sense for my team. I don't fault anybody for going the route of fit in this exercise because we're all kind of trying to, to build a good team. But also, really, the, the guys that we have this narrowed down to now, 26 players with the uh, with the jettison of Bam Adebayo still. They're 26 <laughs> of the best young players in the NBA. So we're who, really, we, we can't really make too many wrong picks here at the end of the day. For sure. Exercise, no, that's, right? a great, so, that's a great that's a great pick. Um, yeah, Pierre is now uh, Kevin's favorite person in the world because he took Lonzo Ball number 17. Kevin wrote in Lonzo MFing Ball um, on our spreadsheet here. That is his guy. So congratulations, Kevin. You got your guy picked. Albert, you are up with pick number 18. Listen, we still got some guards left. There are a few wings left. We still have some interesting bigs. Where are you going? 
So I'm pissed because before I took Maxi, what Robert, I was going to do. this entire exercise. <laughs> no, nah, yeah, you're right. Maybe <laughs> maybe I have other issues. Um, I, I was pissed because I was going to take Maxi and then I thought, oh, no way anyone's going to take Chet. So I'll take Jet, Chet there. But then I was also thinking maybe I'd take Chet and then after take Lonzo. So both of my ideas failed here. Thanks a lot, Corey <laughs> and Pierre. Um, my pick is weird here. I, I've decided. I'm going to talk to Scotty and take him into the gym. Be like, hey, bud, so you're going to play small ball five for us um, and you're going to be okay with it. He's be like, sure, no problem. I'll play small ball five. I can do anything. I'm the best player in the world. So Scotty Barnes is going to be our number five. And then I'm going to draft Paulo Bancaro to play the four for us. We've got two versatile bigs um, who Paulo Bancaro, I think, is an underrated defender. Corey and I, we've talked about that a bunch, how it was a lot of it was scheme and coaching in college. And I think Paolo is going to be an excellent, not, I'm sorry, not excellent, but he is a developmental type of player when it comes on the defensive side. But on my team, with the just absolute unreal playmaking that I have all over the floor, I think we have a really interesting squad. Also, we saw Boncaro live in person. He's a legit 6'10". He's gigantic. Barnes is gigantic. We have two guys who can rebound, who I think Barnes especially is going to give us a lot of the defense with Maxi. And I think also Cade is going to be a good defender, Boncaro, whatever. I All across the board, I have guys who I believe are going to be two-way players and uh, are versatile and really freaking young. I, I think the oldest player on my team is Maxi at 21. So I feel pretty good about my team. So you have you have a number of the younger guys in this exercise. You have the youngest guy on the board in Palo now on your team. And to your point, Oliver, you have five guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot. So yeah. pr- props to you, my friend. You're building quite – the scary team. I was really wishing Paolo would fall to me so I could take him with my pick, but now it's my turn to get a little salty in this exercise. But Corey, you're up number 19. You have one more guy to take before me. I, I really hope you don't go the direction where I want to go, but that just seems to be how this draft's going. Everybody's taking each other's guys. So who are you picking at 19? That's how drafts work, right? The guy you want gets taken <laughs> the two picks before uh, you're up. So I don't have Woj to feed me the intel so I could make better picks. But. <laughs> right now, um, you know, I, I thought that I had my my five in with the last pick, but it turns out I really drafted my four. And with this pick, I'm gonna go in a direction that I know works because I've I saw it the impact it had last year with the Cleveland Clav- uh, Cavaliers. I'm taking Jared Allen nice. and allowing Chet to play on the perimeter a little bit more as a four. And now, you know, my team is, is pretty big outside of Ja to, to compensate. Um, Jared Allen's a guy who, again, he doesn't need the ball. He's not going to complain about touches. And I think the, the defense of Chet, Jared Allen, Tatum at the forward spots is uh, just going to be straight clamp. So I have all the scoring I need in my starting lineup. Now I'm focused on, on shutting shit down for everybody else. So Jared Allen for me. Boy, I am I am just praying that DeAndre Aiden is that dude for me on defense. I, I'm praying that my team will just outscore everybody to where we don't have to play consistent defense. That's that's the only prayer that I have left with, with, with my team. I kind of I, I'm not gonna lie. I, I hate a little bit where I'm out of the board right now because there are a number of guys who I've wanted at this spot, but they are they are all gone. I I need a three man. There's there are two guys that I'm really looking at on the board. I need, I, I can choose between RJ Barrett and I can choose between Jalen Green. And I'm going to take Jalen Green. I'm oh. just going to, 
I'm going to bet on all the upside. I'm going to bet that that six, five body is going to get mean wide. I'm, I'm praying that he's going to fill out and be able to consistently guard NBA threes. And at the same time, he's another one of these guys who he can feast in transition. He can feast off the ball on cuts. He can get all the awesome off ball opportunities that he'll be fed to by, by Shea, by Trey, by Zion. That's who I'm taking with my pick at number 20. I'm going to leave RJ Barrett on the board. Pierre, you're back up, man. So now at this point, you're technically, even though you get the last guy, you're, you're technically, you're drafting your sixth man here. You need somebody who can come off the bench, really provide you with that scoring punch, maybe a little defense. I don't know. I don't know what you want in your sixth man, but nevertheless, you got to make the pick number 21. Where are you going? I'm all about giving my coach options, right? I okay. Think the NBA is about having options. Though, you know, they say defense wins championships. Uh, I think options win championships because you don't know who you're going to go against. And because of that, and this guy is sitting here, kind of like Trey Young, I'm taking Darius Garland. Mm-hmm. He's too good of a, of a point guard and a floor general to just not have. And if this guy is my sixth man, you know, for any reason, maybe we don't want to start Lonzo. Maybe Lucas shows that he can play off the ball better than we expect. Who knows? Um, having having the option of Darius Garland to come in and, and, and get things going is is always good to have. So we're going to take Darius Garland. Uh, not not the typical size that I'm going for, but he is a guy that's productive, and I think he's uh I think this guy can be an MVP caliber player as well in this league, which sounds crazy, but he reminds me a lot of the, uh, this guy didn't win MVP, but the Chris Paul in New Orleans with Tyson Chandler, David West, the year a lot of people say he should have won. Darius Garland gives me those vibes on his best nights. So, Pager. yeah, Pager. Um, Give me Darius Garland. Darius Garland is one of my favorite point guards in the NBA. I thought he really took a significant leap last year in Cleveland there. On the offensive side of the ball, there's there's really isn't too much, in my opinion, that he can't do. And he's so crafty. He has such a slick handle. He can get to wherever he wants to on the floor at almost any given time. And he just he, he's a very, very good passer. He's arguably underrated in that aspect. He can set anybody up that he wants to. And then, yeah, if you got Steph Curry's eye, if you're, if you're one of Steph Curry's guys, you can probably shoot the basketball all right. And we, we know that Darius Garland can do that as well. And, and yeah, Pierre, you can never have too many guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot at the end of the oh. day, right? So that's, that's quite the super sixth man. Albert, you're up at 22. You're drafting your super sixth man. Who are you taking? Uh, so my team is really, really young. Um, obviously like my oldest being Tyrese Maxey, I, I need a veteran on this. You need team. a mentor. Yeah. A mentor, a guy who is brave, unafraid, a commanding leader, uh, courageous, you know, the type of guy to get a lion tattooed to his chest. Uh, my guy, and he'll be the veteran of my squad is Tyler hero. It's my choice here at the, uh, at the ripe age of 22. He'll be the old head on my team and he'll be leading and directing my team into uh, NBA finals appearance. So I'm Tyler here. So the reason why I'm taking Tyler here is because I could use a little bit more shooting on my team. Not that I don't have shooting, but I'd like a little bit more because, you know, I like shooting. So uh, I want to take hero. He can come off the bench. He kind of is a perfect six man. Um, he is a six man. So this is kind of fantastic for my squad. So uh, yeah, Tyler hero, my last pick. 
he comes in, he's playing, he's playing pretty much the same role that he has played for the Miami heat. He, he is a veteran for you guys. Cause he's, he, he has finals experience, Albert. He'll be able to, to guide the young guys to a possible finals berth. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I do love that pick at number 22. Corey, you have a pick at 23. There are still, listen, there, there's, there, there is a quote unquote veteran in the field. There's, there's John Collins who's still on the board. There's De'Aaron Fox is still on the board. RJ Barrett's still on the board. Who, who's your sixth man? LaMelo. So I, uh, it's down to, two I guys cannot believe LaMelo still on the board. I, I actually can't believe it. <laughs> it's, it's down to two guys for me. Um, both guys I'm looking at are going to offer me uh, positional versatility. So, I, you know, I, I want guys who in a playoff setting aren't going to get played on off the floor. Uh, I'm going to just do it. It's it's not what my heart necessarily is, is telling me, but it's what my head's. I'm going to take LaMelo here. Nice. Uh, okay. I, I think that, you know, you could play him in jumbo lineups. If Jaws off the floor, he and Halliburton, I think, can share ball handling duties just fine. The passing, you know, with this squad right now, is, it's going to be beautiful basketball. I, I, part of me wanted to take RJ because I think he's got a little bit more dog in him, a little bit more I'll go after it. Let me go guard the the opposing team's best player, uh, take on a challenge. But I don't feel as confident um, saying that about LaMelo Ball. But I think what he would do to be able to take Ja off the floor and keep that pace keep that kind of free-flowing offense where the ball's swinging. I'm going to take LaMelo here. I think that's really great value. There are certainly worse things you can do than having LaMelo ball as a sixth man for, for your quote-unquote fantasy team that, that we're building here. So this leaves me with a few interesting choices. Do I want to take De'Aaron Fox and just – do what I feel is taking the best player available. Hell no. Or do I? <laughs> yeah, I'm, oh, we're going to get to you in a second, Albert. I, I got to hear your <laughs> rationale behind not ranking De'Aaron Fox in this exercise at all. Um, I, I got to hear that. And from Corey, too. Corey also didn't rank him. So I'll be, I'll be interested to get some of that rationale. But yeah, yeah, fine. I'm, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to take De'Aaron Fox. It's, I had him ranked the 13th. Uh, on my personal board. I can't, I can't let him fall out of this exercise and, and not be taken. I, I don't know if Pierre would have taken him or not. I'm not even going to take that chance. I'm going to make sure he's drafted either way. One of the better point guards in the NBA, in my opinion, very underrated. I would love him as a sixth man for this squad. I got, I got so many different guys who can handle the rock and make plays for others. At the end of the day, we're not playing too much defense, but I'm going to score 150 points. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hang a bunch of points on you. I'm going to hope that you can outscore me, out, outboat race me. So I'm going to have De'Aaron Fox as my sixth man. That leaves Pierre. You have the last pick. You can choose between R.J. Barrett Come and on. John Collins. So you can either play to Nick's Twitter or you can piss them all off. Which one do you want to do? This is why you trust your gut as a GM. I didn't want Darius Garland at that at that point, but I knew the guy I wanted would potentially be there, and I knew Darius Garland wouldn't stick around. Listen, I'm a Knicks fan. I love the Knicks, but I'm a GM. I don't GM the Knicks, so R.J. Barrett won't get drafted tonight. John Collins is wow. my final pick because we need more rebounding. I, I need as much rebounding and size as I can get, so I'm going to bring John Collins in. 
with all these passes, we need a lob threat. RJ, there's no hard feelings. I thought you were going to take him, Nate, because you need a three. I and did. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Jalen Green at the three at all. So I thought you had a, a, a late gym there for RJ to be that three that you needed. But it's okay. It's okay. Again, RJ. I'm just going to pray that Jalen keeps growing into that body. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to pray that he keeps adding some strength, adding some bulk. And I, I couldn't turn down the talent. I couldn't turn down the talent of, of De'Aaron Fox. Um, so I should have. It's going to be a layup line on Nate's squad. Yeah, yeah. You should have, buddy. (laughs) All right. Settle down over there, Corey. Um, We'll be feasting. I don't even know who to isolate. (laughs) Don't even go back on defense. Just stay on one side of the court. (laughs) You'd be implementing the the Vivek strategy. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Should have picked LaMelo for that. Listen, we're we're having fun on this podcast. I believe per producer Kevin is is doing the honor of putting together all of our lineups and our teams for us on this document that we're all looking at. So as he's doing that, um, I will go around the room. I'll start with Pierre. Is there anybody who you were shocked did not make this composite ranking? Any names that, that we didn't mention who you feel like, you know what? They probably should have been on this list somewhere. Yeah, um, I'm going to keep saying it. It has to be the Jordan Poole and Anthony Simons, Tyrese Maxey triangle. The the thing is, it's not that I'm just uh, mad or upset that they didn't make it. But when I look at Tyrese Maxey again, I don't think he does anything that those two guys don't or can't do or haven't done. So when I look at certain guys like um, Chet, there, there's, you know, I can understand why he's on there. But when I look at Tyrese Maxey making it, and then those two don't, it makes me scratch my head. So, and Ian, you can have your fate. Like anybody can think Tyrese Maxey is the best out of the three, but it's not a wide enough margin where he's seventeenth and those guys ain't on the list. That would be my only thing. Everybody else, I think it was a phenomenal list um, for sure. Albert. Anybody who you thought should have should have maybe made it even even towards the bottom who didn't get to make this ranking? Um, you know, my heart says Jalen Williams. Um, and I actually had him on my list at 25. <laughs> you had, because, yeah, you had Jalen Williams know, at 25, but you didn't have the Aaron Fox ranked. Explain that one to me. <laughs> well, okay. So um I'll try to be like really eloquent about this um explanation to you, but Jalen Williams is better than De'Aaron Fox. Um, it's just it is what it is. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Am I kidding? I'm not sure. Um, De'Aaron Fox is fine. Um, I get it. He's like really fast. Um, which is like a really good skill. But um, I like guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot and have good size. Um, Jalen Williams is one of my favorites. But sorry, I'm not here to talk about Jalen Williams. Josh Giddy uh, is a guy that I had ranked, and I know Corey had ranked as well, a guy that I think um, is pretty much like 6'7", uh, modern day Jason Kidd in a lot of ways, um, which I, I don't think is like a crazy thing to say. Obviously, he's not exactly like Jason Kidd, but if he were to be inspired by somebody, I feel like there's a lot of Jason Kidd to his game. So, um, I like Giddy a lot. I know Corey absolutely loves Giddy, he just did like a whole TikTok thing on him. Uh, also, shouts to Corey and his TikTok game right now, it's it's growing and uh, we're all trying to catch up. So, uh, Giddy is my guy, and I think um, he at least deserved to be talk, talked about in this range. Giddy's a great name to, to throw out for this exercise. He is certainly one of those young guys from, man, man, listen, this 2021 draft class keeps cleaning up, right? We, we had three guys from that 21 draft class picked inside the top 10 
forget just like pick this exercise altogether. <laughs> Picked inside the top 10. That is how crazy good last year's draft class was. Corey, any any surprises for you who didn't make the cut? Uh, yeah, I'm actually really shocked that Desmond Bain's name didn't get brought up. Yeah. Uh, because Desmond Bain shot 44% from three on seven attempts per game, 90% from the line, almost three assists a game, doesn't turn the ball over, uh, doesn't need the ball in his hands, can play with anybody, is a tank, badass. Uh, I, I'm a little bit shocked that a guy who, you know, put up, what, 19 points a game, yeah, 18 points a game in his second year in the league, uh, and on elite percentages, looking like I mean he could easily be a 20 plus point per game scorer and just a, a guy who is going to help your team spacing so much out on the floor. And I think if you did a redraft, uh, and I know you just did your 2020 tiers pod, Nate, but like if you redrafted, where's Desmond Bain going in that draft? I mean, he's going between like four, anywhere between four and six or seven in, in that yeah, draft. God. So I, I understand nice. wholeheartedly. So he, I, he was my first cut. I will say that he was my first cut um, off of my. I could have used him. Twenty-five. <laughs> I I could have used him. I needed somebody who. Could, I mean, he's not as tall as what I would want a three-man to be, but he's man, he's he's built like a shit brick house. Like he 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 can guard up a position. So I'm not. I I could have used him too, man. Um, I think Franz Wagner deserves an, an yeah, honorable mention shout out sure. from the 21 draft class. My I other guy who I'll say, nobody wants to talk about Colin Sexton. And maybe, maybe I'm just literally the last man on Colin Sexton Island. Maybe I am. I'm still a little shocked that he doesn't have a new deal yet, a new contract, <laughs> but fine. I'll, I'll be the last man on, on Colin Sexton Island. That was my surprise. Shout so, out to Colin Sexton. Shout out to Colin you. Sexton. Young but I, I, I feel the way, um, the way Corey and Albert feel about De'Aaron Fox is how I feel about Colin Sexton. I just don't see the value in a six-two, and that's being generous. Yeah, shooting guard. It's not. It's not my cup of tea. I respect the hell out of him, um, but yeah, that's not my cup of tea. Same thing with De'Aaron Fox. Like I think the De'Aaron Fox deserved to be on his list, but I'm not the biggest De'Aaron Fox fan either. Same. When you look at it in a really big lens, like yeah, he can play, but he's not elite with the basketball but he mm-hmm. can't do shit without the basketball. So it forces mm-hmm. you to put the basketball in his hands. And now the Sacramento yeah. Kings are fucked for, I don't know how long because they picked yeah. him over Halliburton. But again, I respect him. He's an incredible talent. Um, but you mean, you about, don't think that Keegan Murray is going to be the savior of the Sacramento Kings and bring everything together regardless, not how they should want it to be. I think there are going to be better. And I am proud of them for the off season that they did have, yes. but yeah. Unlike you guys, they do have a ceiling. Oh, there it is. I love <laughs> it. I freaking love it, man. <laughs> All right. So let's let's run through the lineup. So Pierre started it off. His lineup is Luka Doncic, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley. And then he has Darius Garland on the bench. He technically also has John Collins on his team by default. Albert has Tyrese Maxey, Kate Cunningham, Anthony Edwards, Paolo Mancaro, Scotty Barnes playing that small ball five, and Tyler Hero coming off the bench for him as a sixth man. Corey has John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Chet Holmer, Jared Allen with LaMelo Ball as a sixth man. And then my sorry-ass lineup, I have Trey Young, 
SGA, Jalen Green, Zion Williamson, DeAndre and, and De'Aaron Fox as my sixth man. I got I got talent. Bro, I just bro, yeah, I don't you, know. What the when we play your team, against your team, your team that's, sucks. That's going to be the game where we rest. <laughs> yeah, Darius Garland and John Collins is going to start when we play you guys. <laughs> Listen, I was being a gracious host. I the gave you guys happened, the dude. higher picks. God, I gave damn. you guys your, your chance to shine on, on this podcast feed. I, I, yeah, I gave tell Luca, tell Luca he's gonna low manage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is trash ass about. team I'm looking at over here. The yeah, hell if, is this? if man, if some of these dudes like if DeAndre Ayton didn't like playing with Chris Paul, oh god, Trey <laughs> Young, Darren Fox, Jalen Green, it's gonna be a tough. Man, Jalen Green got a guard. The Jason Tatum's, the Brandon Ingram's, the Scotty Barnes, the Anthony. Oh, man. Jalen Green is going to have a tough season. All right. All right. So <laughs> I, I know you guys won't pick my team. That's fine. But I'll go around the room. I'll start with I'll start with Corey and I'll work around. Pick the best team that was drafted. You can't say your team. Sure. Other than your team, pick the best team you feel that was drafted. Pierre's team. Yeah, I, I mean – to me, like Evan Mobley, Jaron Jackson, uh, front court, like the the defensive versatility, the rim protection, the the ability to switch everything. You add Brandon Ingram there, who's a legit six ten with crazy length. Um, I mean, they could probably just sit in like a Syracuse zone. They got so much <laughs> length, and they'd be good. Uh, they got the best three and D player in the league when he's healthy in Lonzo Ball, and uh. To round out their starting lineup, they have, you know, probably who what was my opinion at the time and is, you know, I don't know how far off it is. I think the best uh, prospect since LeBron and Luka Doncic leading the way right now, I think, is he leading playoff scoring points per game like all time already? And, up. You know, like up. and then you got you got Darius Garland uh, off the bench who I had second overall in that draft and uh i still don't feel I, I still feel pretty all right about that evaluation i'm super high on darius garland john collins just always underrated i mean yeah the team, yeah. The team fits the defense is crazy there's shooting there's length there's versatility there's ball movement i mean I, that's the type of team that you you give luca and i think he's willing to let the ball move he doesn't need to dance with it so much so i that's a tough that, – that, that team is tough. Pierre, you had your team selected by Corey. You can't say your team other than his – I mean, other than yours, excuse me. Which team do you feel is the best draft? Can I, can I hear um, Corey's and Albert starting five? Again, so I'm Corey, sorry. Corey is John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton. <laughs> wait, wait, what about Nate? <laughs> no, no shade, Nate. No shade. <laughs> hey, what about, what about Nate starting five? Hard pass, hard pass. No shade today. No so, shade. so when, when, when I when I put these lineups on social media for everybody who listened to the pod to vote, when I put the lineups up for everybody to vote, do I get one vote for my team, or do you think that nobody votes for my team? It's gonna be the, the I one promise media. I won't vote for myself. The one media member who's from your market is the only one who's giving you that. Yeah, it's gonna be a guy <laughs> with Jalen no. Green. A Jalen Green profile picture is gonna vote for you. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get all of Houston Rockets Twitter to vote for me exactly. because I drafted Jalen Green. So all right, all right. So all right. So Pierre Corey's lineup is John Morant, Tyrese Halliburton, Jason Tatum, Chet Holmgren, and Jared Allen with Lamelo Ball as a sixth man. Then Albert has Maxi, Cade, Ant, Paolo, 
Scotty Barnes and Tyler Hero. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Corey. I, what, what I do love about Albert's team is that he had he had a theme and a plan and he executed it. I love the direction he went with all of the youth. Um, I'm probably picking his team if I didn't steal Evan Mobley from him. Mm-hmm. Like if he has Evan Mobley, Scotty, and then um, Cade. Cade yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't go against that team. But what I like about Corey's team is you have Jason Tatum, and then you have Jay, ja, Morant, ja Morant, and then the the bridge is Tyrese Halliburton. Like that is yeah. that's beautiful. Um, and then I also like Jared Allen and, instead of Chet being a five. That's the one thing. If I can do anything over besides the Halliburton thing, I'm not too too mad about the Halliburton thing because Lonzo kind of replicates that. But Jared Allen, I had my eyes on. I thought he was going to fall. So I didn't take him as, as soon as I should have. But I felt like if I could have got Jaron Jackson, Evan Mobley, and I found a way to get Jared Allen, I was going to be extremely happy. I think I would have had a flawless team. But because I didn't get him, there's still a piece of me that feels like my team has a weakness that could be exposed if Brandon Ingram and Luca, you know, both have a night where they're not making shots. So give me Corey's team. So Albert, they they picked each other's team. I will yeah. I will just tell you, it if I were to choose a team, obviously not my own, I would actually choose your team because mm-hmm. I love what you did taking the upside swings. Mm-hmm. I I believe in Paolo Bencaro's defense. I think more than a lot of other people did coming out of this draft. I, I I did not think he was a bad defender. I just think there's a few bad habits that he's probably gonna work out in the NBA. I think he'll be just fine. On that side of the ball, you have Scotty Barnes, Anthony Edwards, and Kate Cunningham are two guys who could grow into MVP caliber talents. And then Tyrese Maxey and Tyler Hero also as options at the backcourt. I, I love what you did with your team. You have a team that's good now and can be ridiculously good in the future. So I like what you did. So you're you're going to break the tie here between mm-hmm. Pierre's team and Corey's team. Because I know you're not going with my team. So which one are you going with? <laughs> Um, you know, I, I strongly considered your team because <laughs> you I, I can't even f- say that was look. There's a there's a generational prospect next year in Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> you know, if, if, if you want to <clears throat> tank, you could who, take who who on team. any of your teams is stopping <laughs> um, Zion Williamson from doing whatever right. he wants to do? Who's stopping so, Zion? That's that's Nathan, what I want to know. Nathan obviously his had his teammates, <laughs> his team doctor. <laughs> Nathan Nathan had a theme behind his team and it's just no defense at all. So the French quarter. I, res- I respect that too. Oh, the French quarter for sure. <laughs> uh my pick is actually gonna go to Pierre's and simply because he stole Evan Mobley from him. Like I from me. I thought my team with Evan Mobley would have just been absolutely murder. Uh, but him grabbing Mobley to play with Ingram and Doncic and Sheridan Jackson, and then to have John Collins, Darius Garland coming off the benches, pretty solid. Like that's that's good. You know, that's pretty nasty. Um, but, dude, I do want to give shots to Corey's team, too. Like, if you just look at the names here and the fit and uh, grabbing Chet when he grabbed Chet and I uh, really wanted Chet, too, um, is insane. And you guys, you know, they, they have the headliners, too, both teams, right? Corey's team has Tatum and Morant. Uh, uh, Pierre's team has Doncic and Ingram. So you both teams have headliners. Both teams have a lot of flexibility and a great fit. But I'm going with Pierre's team just because. Also, he has seven players and we all have six. So I was going to say that too. Corey Corey kind of wins it because I had the number one pick and I had Uh the extra pick. So (laughs) I don't think I get any flowers for 
doing what I was supposed to do. That's like <laughs> when the Warriors won those championships with Kevin Durant, and we kind of didn't care because it was like, good job for doing what you should have done. <laughs> Listen, man, you still have to make the picks at the end of the day. And I think that I think that everybody did a good job in this exercise. So this was this was a lot of fun. And I'm really glad that we were all able to come on and, and do something like this. A little bit different off-season content. We'll spice it up on the Draft Deeper podcast feed. So again, thank you everyone for coming on. Pierre, I will let you give your shout outs first. Your where, where can everybody find you? Where can everybody find all of your work? Because they need to be following you. With The thing that I love most about what you do in the content space is very similar to what I feel that we do here at No Ceilings. You just love the game of basketball, man. You absolutely love what you do. And you really appreciate putting in the work to get the content out there. I can tell you truly do love the content that you make. And that's just so refreshing to see in a space like this where everybody can kind of be caught doing some of the same things or being in some of the same lanes, you're doing your own thing. You love what you do. And I love seeing the enthusiasm for, for people other than the no ceiling. So seriously, thank you for coming on Pierre. You're, you're a legend in the space. You're a goat. No, no, no. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just an honest fan. I love the game. Um, starting to see in the space is kind of getting crowded. So people kind of look at it as a competitive field. But I just love the game of basketball. So if anything I catch is dope, which is what you guys have created, I'm just sharing it and being a fan. Uh, I embrace being a fan because it's what got me into this position that I am in. So uh, I know a lot of people don't like to use the word fan, but it's what got me here. So I'm going to continue to be a fan. And, um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's just something about the game. I can't get away from it. You know, I even tweeted like a couple of days ago when we were in Dallas. I was in the middle of the club and I was just looking like, damn like i really want to watch some brandon ingham highlights how, do, <laughs> how can i get out of here and as soon as we left that's exact that's the first thing i did and i got to hotel room just watch ingram with uh with the lakers all the way to the pelicans i didn't get to the pelicans though because i fell asleep at the beginning of it but to see the progression he made yeah. but yeah i just love the game but yeah find me uh, peewee the plug man if it and no nothing else should pop up when peewee the plug is searched there should not be anything remotely close to my name. So anything that I'm a part of through the wire, you type my name in um, and, and, and you'll find me on Twitter, Instagram. I should be getting the TikTok rolling. I've been doing other people's TikTok and haven't even done mine. So I got to get my TikTok going. Um, YouTube and uh, just being active on Twitter, man. If, that, if, if it's one place I would tell somebody to follow me, it's on Twitter because it's not about myself. It's about the game. And trying to push anything that's dope, whether it's a podcast, somebody who's scouting, somebody who's breaking down salary cap. It's just, you know, just trying to grow the game and show to everybody it's enough room for, for all of us. Um, so, yeah, appreciate you having me here. I'm a, I'm a very, very big fan. There's definitely enough room in the space. And, and we, don't worry, Pierre. We're, we're all fans, too. We're, we're all fans, and we embrace that at No Ceilings for sure. Garbage Time Gim, where can everybody find you, boss? Um, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing at your team. He's still laughing at um, my team. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I just don't know how that happened. Like this is your show. I shouldn't disrespect the host, but goddamn. Um, where you could find me is, um, my, my Twitter handles at Alberto Gim is where you can find me part of the no ceilings collective co-hosting the draft deck NBA podcast with Corey has been such an honor and so fun for me. The last, year plus is where you can find me there are some things that i'm working on i'm trying to diversify my bonds 
uh, shouts to Wu-Tang Financial, um, and trying to do more things and expand my game. So uh, be on the lookout for some of the new stuff I'll be doing pretty soon. And um, yeah, that's pretty much it for me. Corey, where can everybody find you? And I will I will also give you the, the Tyler Rucker job that he usually does with this podcast. Go go give all the no ceilings plugs as well. Um well, before I want to I do that, I want to say shout out to the Through the Wire podcast. You guys about to hit 150,000 on YouTube. Wow. That might be happening before this podcast comes out. You guys, That's big time. you guys are crushing. Uh, I want to touch on what P said about us being fans. I think that, you know, we had a, a discussion about this topic in, yes. in our group chat. Because yes, somebody in the, the, the scouting space who is a, a, a really smart basketball mind but made a proclamation that you cannot be a fan of a team while you are actually taking the um, practice of scouting seriously. And I vehemently disagree with that, for one. Uh, I think the minute that I stop being a fan of the game is the minute I no longer want to work in basketball because fandom is what makes this whole thing fun. Um, and I think that if you're in scouting and you're making definitive proclamations that it's your way or the highway, you need to take a look in the mirror because chances are you're probably going to be off your game because the minute you think you know it all it means you don't know shit. It means you're not ready. You don't want to learn. It means you think you got the, all the answers and it means you're just not going to be good at your job. So, um, you know, grow up and let people do their own thing because everybody's process is different. And, uh, you know, stop being Mr. Know-it-all. We got, we already got one of them on the, on the, on the show. Uh, the but, Kurt Angle intro song, man. You suck. <laughs> yeah. So that shit's corny to me. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I've always kind of like, you know, I read everything. I watch everything. Um, I think that's part of being, you know, a good scout, trying to find new perspectives, seeing what you can learn. And um, I, I think that, you know, that's all I want to continue to do. That's how I'm going to get better. I'm not I'm not trying to tell you I know everything and I'm going to get everything right. And the minute I do, you tell me to fuck off. Uh, but you can find me and my work at Corey Tullibaugh on Twitter, NBA Draft Dude, pretty much anywhere else. Uh, NoCeilingsNBA.com, where if you subscribe, you'll get content delivered to your inbox, um, mostly daily. Uh, it's the off season. So we're probably hitting more like three times a week. Um, but it's free. So subscribe. You can, uh, find, you know, our web store where we got some fire merch, um, and no ceilings TV on YouTube. We're about to crush the game there and the draft deck NBA draft podcast, no ceilings NBA draft podcast, Draft Deeper NBA Draft Podcast. If you lock into those feeds, next season's about to get crazy. Because if people thought they had a hard time keeping up with us last year when we were in step one. Here we go. Stay tuned. It's about to be a wrap for you. It's, gonna, it's about to be a wrap. Uh, you know, look, it's competitive in this field a little bit, but, you know, we're the ones who are setting the pace for everybody. So, you know, step your game up. That's my favorite part about no sellings is like as a fan. And I, I, and that's why I love y'all because y'all make my job easier because what I found out was my best like draft work or whatever came in the pandemic because I had time. 
But then once we started traveling, we got to do a bunch of shit for BR that's mostly NBA related. I needed something that I could, you know, fall back on to support me um, to be just as, as sharp as I can be. It's one thing to know the guys. I'm going to always know the guys and the name and be able to watch. But the fine things or anything that slips in the cracks that I can't catch, y'all do that for me. And it was times where it was like, I can't, I don't have time today, may not have time tomorrow, but boom, four hour flight to Vegas and to have those four articles, bang, 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 bang. Oh man, that was the best. I damn near tried as hard as I could to not read every day so that I could binge read because that was the best feeling. And y'all have guys that aren't even draft prospects. Like the first couple of weeks, y'all were doing something where like, um, I forgot who was writing it, but it was like, maybe it may have been you, Nate. It was like, just like guys to watch for. And it was the guy from Louisiana Tech who played with Kenny Lofton. He was on fire. He had a big game. He was a shooter. And I was like, that's the shit that I'm here for. Not everybody is going to be drafted. You know what I mean? But there's some very, very, very good guys in the college basketball world. And, you know, um, I loved y'all for that. And also, before we leave, I always oh, got to bring this up, man. I was so happy to meet the Corey. Hardwood Mag. The guy, Corey put us on our first magazine. So, you know, it was a pleasure meeting y'all all, but I had to make sure that I met Corey for this because this is special. I hold this to my heart. I'm actually upset with myself because Kenny, my cousin, told me, like, yeah, my shit is in a plastic bag, you know, like, and now my shit is not. So I felt shitty, like, oh, shit, you're right. That was dumb of me. And not keep it in the plastic. Um, so he made me feel shitty with that. But yeah, this is something I'm going to cherish forever because this is literally our first. And this could, for all I know, it may be the last, but like to have this, this is crazy to know where we came from. So, you know, um, again, pleasure meeting all of y'all. I'm fans of all y'all, but for Corey to, you know, think this highly of us is uh, I'm forever in debt. So hey, man. Shout out, shout out to you and Kenny because you guys were supporting me before we even like cross paths like you know i remember when i when i put out the first issue of the magazine during the pandemic nobody Definitely. did shit like that I, put, I did this i did it independently you know what i mean yeah. like and with on the backs of, of all the, the the writers that helped me out with the the magazine and, and donated their time but nobody did that i was just trying to put out a big board in a unique way that nobody else was gonna do because i'm crazy and i gotta take things to the next level um and I was like, I might just be burning money. I don't know if anybody actually fucks with me <laughs> like that. Right. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I sold out of those. But, you know, you and Kenny bought one and I hadn't even really interacted with you guys. So when you guys say that you're fans of the game, you are fans of the game. No bullshit. Like real talk. You guys are actually in the trenches, like watching people's content and following along and doing your research. And for all of your success you are as real as you know anybody you'll ever meet you know what i mean oh, yeah. like so sure. and and you never you you would never think that you would forget where you came from you know no matter where you're at you're still going to be the same dude who you know you could i could send a a dm to and you're going to hit me back you know as soon as you get it so you know all love man appreciate real. it and next year that's what i'm holding y'all to is no ceilings next year we got to have the no ceilings magazine I got Oof. the PDF, you know, I bought the murder. I'm always support, but I need the physical. That's the era I come from, man. This like mm -hmm. my dad has every slam magazine from when I was born. Like 
and he don't have no more because he let me have them all. But in my mom's storage, I got like moving boxes of slam magazines. I got shit that's like older than me. So I come from the era of filling the magazine, turning the page, the poster being in the middle of it, putting it on your wall. Like, so when I was eight, when I saw those, I was like, I got to get it. And even the PDF of the No Ceilings Prospect Breakdown, that shit was so fire. That was, that was so fire. The pros, the cons. Um, what was the word for the comparison? It wasn't comparison. The chemistry. Was prospect the chemistry. chemistry. Yeah, yeah. That was so yeah. dope. The color <laughs> scheme. Yeah. I'm a fan, man. I can't hey, wait for, for this but, upcoming year. Let's, I mean, we could break the news here. We, we've already talked about the physical copies. It's not good. We're, yep. you don't even, you're not even going to have to wait until the, the draft. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're going to be putting it out, some something special out, in a physical copy before the draft. So, you know, not not dropping, you know, anytime in the, the very near future because there's no hoops going on, but definitely during the basketball season. I love to hear it, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Well, what was so special about – the draft guide and any publications like that we're going to do in the future is that everybody got to contribute to it. I know that Corey was, Corey was really burning the midnight oil, doing a lot of the design work and really putting a lot of that stuff together so that it could be a product that was able to be shipped out, so to speak, sent out digitally, but everybody got to write for it. Everybody got to have a piece in creating it. And that, that was really special to me. You guys just share a lot of thoughts. I, I, I don't really know if I can react to, to all of them, but what, what I will say is that in this day and age, now more than ever, you can, you can be who you want to be in this space. If you're just authentic, if you love the game, if you love interacting with other people and just sharing in that bond that is created by basketball, you can, you can do a lot of incredible things in this multimedia space. And that's, that's what we're doing in No Ceilings, Pierre. That's what you and Kenny and everybody does it through the wire. That's that's why we can come on a podcast. We can have so much fun because we genuinely love what we do. And that means that we're fans at the end of the day. And everything that Corey said, the, the impassioned speech that he gave, I, I can assure you, everybody at No Ceilings is behind every single word that Corey just said. And, and, and I can definitely leave it at that. I'm, I'm a fan at the end of the day. That's how I grew up in the game. And I don't think I'd be as good of a scouter and evaluator if I wasn't a fan in certain ways, if I didn't have to think about putting a certain team together and what does my team need and what are the players that fit with my guy? All right, Albert, I see you smirking over there. You know what? When Zion's averaging 30 and 12 and whooping everybody next year, I want you to come back and tell me that my team doesn't have any chance to beat any of your teams. Mm. All right. Mm. All right. It, it makes a lot of sense that you're a fan of the Philadelphia 76ers, you know, just straight up work, worried about talent, not worried about fit. Just get the best players. That's true. I did not know you were 76ers. Shout out Daryl Moore. Just get, just get the best players. Daryl Moore is all just get the best players. All right. All right. I, I can't all, talk. About all love. All anymore, love, Nate. All love. All love. All, all love to you guys. Thank you again for hopping on this podcast. And thank you everyone out there who, does listen to Draft Deeper on a regular basis. I appreciate each and every one of you out there. If you aren't subscribed to the podcast, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at Draft Deeper. And as Corey said, make sure you're following all of the No Ceilings platforms because we're going to be doing so much more content in the off season. And then as we round into year two form, we're already talking about doing some special things and then we're, we're not going to stop. We're going to keep the draft train rolling and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it as well that that at the end of the day we just want to interact with all you guys out there and we just want to have fun appreciating the game that we all love which is basketball so thank you all for supporting thank you for tuning in until we meet again hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week